another episode of what's your jersey <laughs> oh god <laughs> i'm already getting mocked by my cousin who's my guest i'm not mocking <laughs> it's just one thing to hear it and then another thing to see it I'm <laughs> i was not expecting it i should have been I don't know why I oh my gosh uh no, you guys no, are no, in no, for a treat <laughs> this is episode 10 we're in double digits oh my gosh congratulations thank episode you Episode 10 i know that's why this is epic. This is so big. This is the biggest episode we've had yet, guys. That's not even remotely true. We had Stassi on last week. Stassi's a way bigger deal than Stassi I Stassi just hit one million followers. Holy F. I know. God, it's Holy happening, God. guys. So I'll have Bonkers. a million listens this week, I think. Yeah, that math works yeah, out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe even more because people will listen to it twice. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yes. Several, you'll have several million. Uh, several million. <laughs> 22 million listens. Yeah. How about that? That's my I lucky like number. I like it. Um, I also want to thank you guys for listening. Thanks, Meatballs. That's what I call my listeners, mm-hmm. the Meatballs out there. My guest this week... Um, has grown up eating meatballs. That's true. <laughs> That's very true. Although, who amongst us has not eaten meatballs at some point growing growing up? That's true. Yeah. Yeah, unless you're like living in a cave, or yeah. or I guess grew up vegetarian, or that. Well, there's yeah. tofu. That's, that's, that's not that's, that's not, not a thing um i want to just get into it because i have so many questions from you meatballs out there and i want to get to everything i'm so excited that so many firsts on this episode you're our first male guest oh yes <laughs> Uh, well, I know you've got kind of like a sports thing. I yeah. wish I was a better representation because I don't know that much about sports. Well, that's why you're perfect. We're easing into it. All right. I good. have some professional football players lined up, but I figured <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we would like ease the meatballs into it. Meatballs aren't ready for a full on football player. Exactly. They're not ready for like Victor Cruz to come on no, yet. No. They need to ease in with the dude from E. <laughs> Did you hear that, guys? Did you hear that? His voice? Do you recognize it? Um, my guest is the host of E News Live from E. Mm-hmm. He's also another Marfuji. Uh, this is the wonderful, awesomely funny, talented Will Marfuji, oh, everyone. Thank you. I wish there were people to applaud here. That was a very good <laughs> intro. Like it would just naturally lend itself to people clapping, but it's like so awkward. I feel like whenever I do those intros, I'm so used to like introing people on stage. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, give it up. Wait a second. <laughs> I'm the only one here, so I'll clap on my knee. Uh, the two of us <laughs> in, my, in my house. I know. I usually have meatballs for my guests, mm. but I brought Will Rose instead. <clears throat> Rosé for my wife. <laughs> I'm not the rosé drinker. But. I almost brought you beer, but then I couldn't remember what you liked. And no, it's I, all good. I went girly on it. Dude, no worries. No worries. How are you doing, you, Will? You brought a gift, and that's <laughs> that's important. I know. Yeah. Well, you're going to give us the gift of gab yeah. today. <laughs> nice. Well done. I'm excited to have you because you're always interviewing people. I am. This is the... This is one of the first times I've ever been interviewed for anything. Like, w- we're going to get down to, like, who the fuck is Wilmar Fuji? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> right? If, uh, if we get an answer, <laughs> I'm going to try and remember it. I know. We're going to try. An empty shell of a human being that fills himself with whatever he needs to in the moment. Like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> 
<laughs> Wilmer Fuji is the Kool-Aid man, apparently. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and whatever Kool-Aid is inside me is whatever Kool-Aid I needed to be in that certain situation. On E! News. <laughs> on whatever, yeah. E! News, life. Life, yes. You are very funny on Instagram, which is your life, actually. Oh, thank you. Yes. I always thought Will should be a stand-up comic. Oh, man. I, I respect and revere stand-up comedians, um, but I don't know that I don't know that I could do that. I don't know that the like I think that I would get up on stage to try to make jokes and I'd be like, "Man, these are bad jokes." <laughs> and this is going po- very poorly and I would like cut myself off before even the t- a lot of time. You would give yourself the light. And I'd be like, "This was miserable. I'm sorry I wasted everyone's <laughs> time. All these jokes were clichés and I apologize." <laughs> and then I would leave. <laughs> So, well, maybe you shouldn't do stand up. No, no. <laughs> I, I mean, that does go far through. too much self-doubt to, to think that I can just get up and, like, create a joke. I'd be like, uh, I can't even think of a joke right now. It's okay. It's all good. You know what we're going to get to right now? What's up? So, I have a special section called Just Enough with Jacqueline. Mm-hmm. It's the sports section. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right? This is the part of the podcast where you have the three sports things. Yes, I do have the three sports things. <laughs> but, um... I did notice McKenna posted an IG story of mm-hmm. her watching the NBA finals and you were watching something on your iPad yes, with headphones true. in. Yes, that is true. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I was not, I did not watch the NBA finals. <laughs> I did not watch the Stanley Cup finals yesterday. I've been in a, when will this post? Later this week? Uh, yeah, it'll be later this week. I've been in a, I was telling you before we started, yeah. a, a Mr. Robot K-hole because I'm hosting an event where, with the cast and the creative team, hoping to get them Emmy nominations. So the last, like, 36 hours, of, well, there's only, however, what is there? Uh, there are three seasons? two seasons, tw- 12 hours and 10, so last, yeah. Like twenty four hours have been devoted to rewatching a lot of Mr. Robot. Jesus, you know, I you hope you do it. You yeah, do the work. That's your job. It's my job. <laughs> These people were nice enough to ask me to help them. I don't want to get up there and be like, uh, uh, so why isn't there a Mrs. Robot? <laughs> Can you why please did ask we that? Just, I feel like this robot should be able to pick its own gender. I don't know why we're uh, subscribing to this notion that. Uh, the robot's got to be a him. <laughs> and they're like, you haven't seen the show, have you? And you'd be like, no. No. You're but fine. thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I watched it on a plane once uh, a year and a half ago. Sorry. So now that you've had to watch 36 hours of Mr. Robot, are you a fan of the show? Yeah, I was a fan before. I, I watched the episode. You watch. I watch TV differently when I am trying to come up with something to say about it versus like. I watch TV passively in my everyday life, but I have to watch it actively when I'm trying to come up with something uh, like an interview, interview questions or a panel questions. I you I look for like larger, broader themes or something that if you know if we're trying to get the cinematographer or the um, you know the music guy nominated for an Emmy, I want to make sure to bring something like that into the conversation and have intelligent questions about the the purpose of the music or um, the way the shots are framed and how that's used to tell the story. So I did one of these for um, Modern Family a couple of years ago, and I had to rewatch, I rewatched 
the entire, I think at that point it was the season that Mitch and Cam had gotten married. So I started at the very beginning of Modern Family and watched all four seasons prior to the fifth one, which they were trying to get nominated. And then watched the fifth one and wrote down notes for every episode and tried to find, you know, an arc or a through line. Because I know that a lot of thought goes into the creation of television programs. Yeah. Um, And when you watch at home just on a regular night without really thinking too hard about it, or if you've got your phone in your hand, a lot of it kind of goes back by you or by me anyway. Oh, definitely. um, So to go back and rewatch it, uh, yes, you definitely gain a deeper appreciation. And it's cool that you do that. So you highlight what they're actually trying to be considered for. Like I'm a part of the team now. So I want to make sure that they get what they want out of this. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sure that was fascinating. (laughs) No, but for the meatballs, I feel like we, I, when I was doing Saucy's podcast, she always talked about the bachelorette Mm -hmm. and all those shows. And I kept just like, putting it on in the background I was like oh I better watch and I would have to like rewind and like really focus like yeah. a lot of the time when you're watching TV you're just kind of soaking it in but you're looking yeah. at your phone and you have other stuff going on exactly so it's, de- it's for most people it's like time to decompress but and for me as well but um in what we do for a living sometimes you do have to like put your phone down and really hone in on what's happening so that you can really take it in and, and then go in the next day with something thoughtful to with, say. so are you but it's more like thoughtful than like an opinion on it because uh yes for the for something like a panel yeah it's it's definitely more thoughtful i definitely don't want to go in there and be like um i really felt like this wasn't that clear and that you know <laughs> this motivation was a little murky it wasn't there de- yeah exactly <laughs> i definitely want to go in and and um you know not only ask questions that the audience is going to want to know, but ask stuff that the cast is going to engage in or something that might prompt a, um, a story or an anecdote about working on the show. Because mo- everybody that, you know, watches, that's a fan of something that shows up to an event like this, I think also wants to hear, like, behind-the-scenes stories. Oh, yeah, that's um, what we all want to hear. Yeah, so, it, there's, so there's a little bit of that, and there's a little bit of, you know, in something like Mr. Robot, you talk about the theme of control or loneliness and how that plays out on the show. So, um, so yeah, I don't remember what the question was. <laughs> Wait, I want to <laughs> know about the Modern Family panel. Oh, yeah, the Modern Family panel. The Modern Family panel. Um, yeah, 20th Century asked me to moderate this panel a couple years ago. I think it was two years ago now, maybe three. Were they all as cool and funny as they seem? They are on the red carpet? Yes, absolutely. They were, yeah, they were wonderful. Um, And, and it helped, it helped that I had watched all of the show and could speak from an informed place. That way I wasn't just kind of getting discounted as the moderator. They were like, oh yeah, that was engaging. Thank you for doing that. Um, I think you're really good at that, though. Oh, thank you. When you're interviewing anyone. Yeah, yeah. You're very well informed without seeming like you're sitting in front of your TV, (laughs) like watching and researching. Like it's very conversational when you interview people. That's probably one of the most common misconceptions about what I do or what we do as entertainment reporters is like you just kind of get up there and shoot from the hip and you think you're going to rely on your personality and your sass to get you through. And some people definitely do that. And to be honest, sometimes you can see it. You can definitely Um, tell. Definitely tell. Especially at like movie junkets where you know that um, a celebrity's sitting there and they've seen 
40 people <laughs> try to do the same the same kind of shtick and you just think to yourself like i know you're getting paid a lot to do this so you should be game but at the same time i feel bad that you've just had 40 people just come in here and try to put on an act for you and ask the same questions the same questions and thought they were being clever but they weren't being clever um so i definitely and i think that one thing that is really great about the team that we have at e is like we try to be a little bit thoughtful about it you know even if it on the outside it only appears like uh if it appears like there's been no work that's put into it, you don't really want to see the wheels turning so no. much, but it's like a very, um, God, this is going to sound so like self-aggrandizing, but it's almost like a very Zen practice of you do all the work ahead of time. You let it, you internalize it, you let it wash over you and then you forget it and you go in to have a conversation. And at some point, the things that you research, the things that you thought of prior will come to you and then you'll be able to have a natural conversation with a point to it. So it's already in your bones. Mm -hmm. That's exactly, I mean, you're hopefully, describing yeah, the process hopefully. for most comics. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's what we do. Exactly. We work out our shit at Mike's and we write everything down and like you don't see that and then it's in your bones and you get on stage and you kind of just, have it in there and it's like you're having a conversation with the audience yeah and you it just comes to take you. you where it's gonna take you yeah yeah see again you should be a comic <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you should just write for me how about that <laughs> we're gonna put you on staff yeah no problem <laughs> i definitely have a lot more questions about e-staff yeah i totally cut you off from your your sports oh thing. my god no but the sports thing actually we're doing a special thing this week because you don't really give a shit about the nba finals I don't give a shit about the NBA finals. Oh, great. I didn't watch any of the hockey stuff. I know there was a big like UFC fight last night. Yes. And that's true. one of the guys got like a kick to the neck and got <laughs> like, <laughs> I would, although I would say that's a safe bet to say about almost any mixed martial arts fight. Somebody's <laughs> going to get kicked in the neck. <laughs> exactly. I saw like the slow motion replay. I don't even know the names, which is terrible reporting on my part. But the guy was kind of just like looking at the guy waiting for a punch. And then he just got like yeah, a kick. And then he got, he got caught with a surprise kick. <laughs> he did. That's how you know you're good. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I thought. Kick, it's a lot of effort. You're going to see it coming from a mile away. Those guys <laughs> are really good. They're like ninjas. <laughs> they're, they're like. Poof. Done. Um, so I thought it would be kind of fun for just enough mm -hmm. since you've actually covered certain sporting events. Mm -hmm. I just want to hear. So Will's done a few Olympics. I've done. How I've many have you done? Olympics. Um, I went to the Super Bowl in New Orleans a couple years ago. Yes. Um, I, yeah, I have all the Olympics. And then I, I first want to hear about the Olympics, then Super Bowl. And then since the Oscars are like Hollywood Super Bowl, oh, yeah. maybe a fun little Oscar story. Sure. Um, going to the Olympics is it's super, it feels special, which is kind of weird to say because you watch it at, you, when you watch it at home, you think to yourself like, oh, this is kind of cool. And maybe I kind of care about this. Maybe you kind of get wrapped up in it, but it is fun to go to a place where that is the primary thing on people's minds. Um, everybody is, you know, everybody is excited. And the most impressive thing about it is that like, you can feel how hard the people, the athletes worked to get there. Anytime I 
have an opportunity to interview an Olympic athlete, mm-hmm. it's always it always kind of floors me that it's not just again like stand up comedy or like anything that we reach the you know upper echelon of your chosen field. You know, it's not just showing up and jumping in the pool and swimming fast <laughs> than everybody else. It's hours and hours and days and weeks and months and years of work and pressure all leading up to uh, a moment where you need to qualify and then a moment once you've qualified where you need to qualify again to get into those final rounds and so on and so forth it's um that is always really that kind of floors you when you're in the presence of of that because I feel like watching it on TV you don't get that same like intense <laughs> experience yeah. I mean NBC does a really good job of like trying to play that stuff out in some of their packages yeah their prime time I mean I haven't watched one of those since I've been working there because <laughs> you don't you know, like you go home to your hotel in London or Russia or Rio and it, you don't get NBC so you can't watch it but um uh but yeah talking with them interviewing them ahead of time um yeah you definitely are they more like uptight and like tense like do they seem nervous or are you interviewing them mostly um, after mostly it depends most of them want to talk after their events um you know we did do a thing a couple years where they would have these athlete summits where you would meet with the olympians that were hoping to qualify so a lot of them hadn't even qualified for the team yet oh wow um and you'd interview however many, 60 in a day or something like that for four or five days in a row uh, from all different kinds of sports. And it is, it, it, and it's interesting kind of like watching Mr. Robot for 20 hours. You, you start to walk away with common themes and common practices, and you start to see some stuff um, that, you know, a guy that's hurtling is saying that's similar to what a woman who's high jumping is saying, or like the tennis pros are saying. Um, it's like the same process yeah, and dedication. See the s- exactly. You see the exact same process, the exact same dedication. Yeah, the sports are different, but there's definitely a mindset. There's definitely a quality to them that is, uh, that is, that is the same. I feel like my brother, Phil, has that mindset. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Right? Totally. Totally. <laughs> I mean, he did play in some sort of Olympic. Yeah. For, so- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for soccer. He was in, like, junior Olympics, I think. Yeah. Not. I should know this. That's terrible. Sorry. <laughs> it's he's okay. He's only your brother. He's a <laughs> <laughs> what does it matter? He's a, he's a huge deal. All you guys. All you Marfuji uh, boys oh. are super talented. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I feel like. I don't know. I I can't imagine talking to 60 different people in a day and doing six. Like, you must go to your hotel room and just not want to talk to anyone. Yes. Yes. Is that how it is? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, anytime you're – you definitely feel talked out, you know, and when you're you're doing interviews, it's very cool. Um, Some people – give a lot more than others which makes it a little easier Uh Um, but yeah you definitely get sick of yourself sick of your own voice sick of being the person who's like constantly trying to pull stuff out of people just on it so yeah (laughs) yeah it's 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 a little like yes you're not like digging a hole uh for 12 hours in a row (laughs) but it's a different type of fatigue where like Yes, you can make it up the stairs to your hotel room or, you know, get into your car and drive home without feeling physically tired. But like mentally, you know, if like my wife is like, what do you want for dinner? I'm like, 
Uh, <laughs> you, just, you just pick something for me. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> you can't even like you can't think. You can't have a conversation. Thank God McKenna's just, very like, like type A. Mentally shut down. Uh. Um, but yeah, I mean, but you know, and those are rare days where you're doing those kinds of like marathon long days but they're definitely out there you interviewed bruce jenner a lot at the olympics didn't I you did, i did i think we're supposed to call her caitlin, caitlin i'm sorry but sorry yeah, but when caitlin was bruce <laughs> we um when caitlin was bruce bruce came to um came to london with us oh for the olympics and was one of our correspondents this was before i was on camera so i was producing bruce in our in those pre-athlete interviews that i was just talking about and then spent a lot of time with him in in london and he how was he with you was he just cool yeah and yeah very cool i feel like he was like motivational and kind of yeah <laughs> i know he i mean you gotta you know it was a you know this is gonna sound kind of this is gonna sound kind of strange but um so we'd be in this in our studio all day kind of waiting for athletes to come through and yeah. man it was surprising i was like kind of staggered by the athlete's reaction to seeing bruce because he's one of those um rarefied athletes who had achieved this thing that you know that that these that some of these athletes had had achieved and there's all automatically a respect they were automatically like oh my god bruce jenner this is freaking insane that i'm meeting you right now um and he had a lot of like really incredible stories about growing up and training and um what it was like to compete and stay in the athletes village and stuff like that and the crew guys that were working our cameras in in the room would be like oh my god after three weeks be like bruce i've heard this story already please tell another story <laughs> But I'll say that, like, I went to – he invited me to go watch track and field with him and, uh, and Rob. and uh, Kardashian? Yeah. Oh, so he Rob was with you guys? Out to, Rob had come out to visit. So because we were there for, like, a month or, like, just under a month. God. So I went to go – I went to go watch track and field with them. And we're watching it happen. And I look over at Bruce, and he's crying a little bit. And not a lot, like, you wouldn't really notice, but, like, I could see a tear coming down his cheek, and it kind of dawned on me, like, man, I will never, as much as I enjoy this process and have the, and, and respect what's happening, I will never understand it the way he understands it. It'll never mean as much to me as it means to him, and, and it kind of gave me a newfound respect for not only him, but everybody that's in that competing you know yeah. it puts you it helped put me in his shoes a little bit you got to see it through his eyes you know, prior to that you, you know you'd see it and you'd watch it and you'd meet the people and to be honest you know you know I, i'm talking about having respect for these people you would you it didn't have the gravity that it had while i still had the respect it didn't have the same sense of gravity that it did until i saw him and how moved he was by being back in that place and i was like oh my god this <laughs> is like another level of um of meaning for for him and uh, and yeah you got to respect that from him and for everybody else that's such a cool experience yeah that was wild all for me mm -hmm. <laughs> did you ever think when you started working at e that you'd be covering the olympics and no. getting to see like this great olympian cry watching track and no, field no never 
Um, I started uh, our cousin, second, third cousin, whatever Jay is, mm-hmm. um, helped me get a job as a PA. And I was really just looking for something that was like not going to law school. <laughs> got out of college. I was working in a law firm. And while I w- loved the people that I was working with, the kind of law that we were doing was like real estate stuff or some small corporate stuff. And it wasn't super engaging. And my mom and dad definitely wanted me to go to law school, but knew that I was not super psyched with that. I and never knew this. Yeah. So, um, so Jay, who was working at the at E at the time in the legal department, I think it helped create Style Court. And um, which was the name of the show, mm-hmm. helped me get a job as a PA on the show. And was like, yeah, come out here, you know, try whatever whatever it is you want to do. You know, I had graduated from college with a degree in history and theater and wanted to act. But I don't I mean, in hindsight, I'm glad that I never even did it because I was going to ask. I, I knew you definitely did theater. Yeah. Um, so I moved out here and never never pursued it even in the slightest went to work as a pa on this show and was like i fell in love with it immediately really what about it did you love i you know one of the things i always really liked about doing theater in in school was the communal sense of putting on a show yes um and being on a being a pa on a studio show where we went to a studio twice a week to to create the show had that same exact feeling. It's it a production. Like, yeah, it was like being in play rehearsal twice twice a week. You know, everybody's running around. Everybody's got this common goal and doing whatever they can do to make it happen. Um, so I not, you know, learning about theater and acting and stuff like that in school was is so much different than television production. Like, I didn't know what time code was i didn't know you know i didn't know anything like at at that time this will age me um (laughs) edit bays were not like we didn't have a bunch of digital edit bays like like you still recorded on tapes on beta tapes um what's an edit bay the meatballs would probably want to know what that is is (laughs) like uh it's like you know what you can do on like your laptop when you're editing and like final cut or iMovie. yes that used to take a lot of machines and a whole separate room and now it's just and like all yeah, digital you'd have a door you'd close you know it's just like a, like a giant closet with a bunch of monitors and tape decks and stuff like that and now it's all just digital you you know you record something on a on a drive and plug it into your laptop and you can edit it. it's so much easier to do everything now yes <laughs> yes it used to be like we used to have online bays which was the equivalent of um the exact equivalent of trying to make a mixtape on a tape and rec- like playing from one and recording on the other and if you mess something up you had to start over again and do it over Ugh. you know we had you we would edit tv shows like that uh, um, that sounds terrible yeah so i so no i think when i first started at e i just kind of wanted to build a career i just wanted to like make enough money so that i wouldn't get overruled by my parents and have to go to law school <laughs> like, I just i please i just want to make enough money so that i don't have to go to law school please yeah i want to get back to your whole like e climb um i want to hear about the super bowl yeah you I were w- there when beyonce was there right i was there when beyonce was there i was there in new orleans when the power went out oh god um, what was that like it was it was chaos <laughs> it was chaos uh we 
I'm not sure if I should. I will have to choose my words very carefully. Um, so, being at the Olymp being at the Super Bowl as a media, as a member of the media, is very cool because you get to go on the field <sighs> at the beginning before the game starts. So while they're warming, while the teams are warming up, um, while the various anthems and songs are being sung, you're on the field, and then you get you get ushered off under the f under the field or into a, a back room uh -huh. while the game starts and you basically are like watching on the mon on a TV with a bunch of other press members or running through the stadium trying to get interviews. So none of that is super interesting, but um, we went out for the halftime show cuz you're you know, we're shooting stand-ups with our our host at the time and um, Were you Beyonce. a producer at a the producer, time? Yeah. And Beyoncé uh, Beyonce performed. She was awesome. The place was going crazy. We get ushered back under the uh, under the arena to finish out the game before the post before the post show interviews and stuff. And all of a sudden, the power goes out, and <laughs> everybody in this room of journalists all of a sudden is like, look, staring at each other like they look like animals, like their heads are like moving <laughs> around super quick. And we all at one time simultaneously stand up and rush to the field entrance where we just came from and the security was smart enough to not let anybody in you know when you get when you go in and when you go anywhere at the super bowl you get a you get a, a media credential and they scan it pretty much at every entrance and exit they want to know exactly where you are at all times thank god so there were everybody's trying to get a shot of the arena and to see, you know, to see what it's like in there. <laughs> was it just like pitch black? Like, no, were there emergency lights, lights? Emergency lights had. They come came on. on. Okay. Yeah. So we're like, oh my god, we're never gonna be able to get a shot here because there's so many people. Let's try to go to another entrance. So we walk around the stadium, and we find another entrance on, out onto the field. Okay. And we try to do a stand up, and all of a sudden we're like, we go to the guy. Hey, can we go out there? He goes. Uh, I don't think so. And we hold up our badges and we go, we were literally just out there. It's totally fine. He's like, well, the scanners are broken, so I can't scan you. And we're like, no, 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 we were just out there. It's fine. This is the pass that you need to be out there. It's totally okay. We were just come. We just came in. We're, we just got to go back to our spot. And we talked. You bullied him. We didn't bully him. <laughs> we were very nice about it. But he let us in. So we start shooting immediately. We start shooting commentary and stand-ups. Oh, that's awesome. What you call B-roll, which is the um, basically it's like video with no real audio. It's like background video. Mm -hmm. um, and it takes them maybe 10 minutes to catch us and, ten, and to ask us, like, uh, can we see your credentials? What are you supposed to – what are you doing here? Are you supposed to be out here? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. And then, like, more and more people show up. And then eventually they're like, you you got to go. <laughs> we know that you're not supposed to be here. You need to leave. Out. Um, so, yeah, but we were on the field during the blackout. Oh, my gosh. Awesome. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. And then. That's bucket list like, right there. I don't get to, like, as the producer of that of that shoot, my job is then to take the footage that we've shot yeah. and feed it back to L.A. So the only open time to do it is during the fourth quarter so i can't so there's like you don't get to if you are covering the super bowl <laughs> the chances that you're going to watch the super bowl in like a cool spot are very slim i finished it in like a trailer an <laughs> nbc trailer watching it on a monitor that's like the size of an ipad 
<laughs> with like a tape off next to me. Wait, was that the Super Bowl? The that Patriots. Forty Niners and. Who did they play? Who they played? We should Maybe Google it. St. Louis. It was two no, teams that I wasn't. The Ravens. The Baltimore. Ravens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Two yeah. teams I am Kaepernick and Ray Lewis not like a fan that. of. <laughs> Those are probably my two plus the Nine, Eagles. It doesn't matter. Neither of them were the Neither. Eagles, so <laughs> doesn't matter. Did it even count? I don't know. No. You're a Giants fan. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's our Jersey, guys. We finally yeah. have a guest who's from New Jersey. Yes. <laughs> we're staying so on brand with the <laughs> podcast today. <laughs> I love it. Finally. Finally. <laughs> um, and then the Oscars. Do you have any like cool stories i mean uh, that's hollywood super bowl yeah i mean gosh do i do you was it the first time you interviewed angelina jolie was that at the oscars yeah well that was the second time the second I time her but um but yeah that was that was kind of what you would refer to as my big break right um yeah so when you're a red carpet press for the oscars like there are some there are some members of the media who get to go in and watch the show. I've never been into the arena or been into the the actual um, theater. Been into the theater to watch the show, so I was always, you know, at E we do our countdown to the red carpet, uh, live from the red carpet, and then a post show, a live post show. So as production staff on that on on those shows, you like you don't really have the luxury of like hanging out so you're kind of working all day doing your you know putting on live television so um yeah that would be my i mean the very first time i did it i was i don't think i was producing ryan at that point no i I think i was like escorting other talent around or something like that that was like in 2003 or 2004 oh my gosh um but then at some point i you know i went to go work in eddie news Excuse me. And um, I got hooked up with Ryan Seacrest and was his field producer for news and then for the live shows as well. Mm-hmm. So a couple of years into my job as a producer, I was uh, I was inter- I was producing Ryan on live from red carpet. And there's this um, what's called an embargo. So ABC, who broadcasts the uh, Oscars. You're not, they're the only, the embargo means nobody else can broadcast live from the carpet except for them for the last hour of the red carpet leading up to the actual show. Yes. Now, our show, the point of our show is we're the show you watch before you watch the Oscars. Your show is more funny and like chill and cool. I think think it's more entertaining. I don't really love the ABC one. Exactly. But ABC doesn't want to compete with us or any of the other outlets that could do it live. So they just tell you, you can't do it. You can't <laughs> broadcast anything. So I don't remember exactly what the timing was, but say for, say for like 2.30, the, the red carpet goes from 2.30 to 5.30, mm-hmm. and then the show starts at 5.30. That'd be 8.30 on the, on the East Coast. So from 2.30 to 4, from 2.30 to, uh, yeah, 4, we're doing interviews on the red carpet, and for two hours of that, it's live. And then the last hour from, like, from like 4.30 to 5.30 is under that embargo. But we still have to put on some sort of show, so we can only use still images. So we have what we call live from red carpet plus. So that's 
over at the Roosevelt that's usually like Juliana and maybe like Chris Jenner and and the plan was for Ryan to do interviews that would be taped and aired later either on the post show or any news the next day uh-huh. and then once it became five o'clock he would leave and hustle over to the Roosevelt so that he could close out this last hour of the show from the Roosevelt with the rest of the team so the plan was uh will if you if anybody else comes after five which is very doubtful that if they do <laughs> they'll do any interviews you'll just go down there and interview them yeah, cool so, you know between four and five he'd interview he'd interviewed like Robert Downey Jr. and George Clooney and, like, you know, Sandra Bullock and, like, really big-name stars. So we're thinking, that's pretty much it. Yeah, they've all gone through at this point. Yeah, and if anybody comes, they're not going to stop. So he leaves, and five minutes later, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie come through (sighs) the curtain, and we're like, all right, get those cameras on Brad and Angel. Let's just shoot as much B-roll of them as as we can. This was the year, I think, Moneyball. I think he was nominated for Moneyball. Okay. And, um... So at some point, his the people that are escorting them, their reps, come over and they're like, "Brian Angel, they're gonna stop you, ready?" And we're like, "Oh, oh, shit, <laughs> no!" <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, we always say yes, yeah, we'll be ready. And in my mind, I'm like, "No, no, no, not at all." <laughs> so it's like, all right, I know that this is my job. So I get down there and and they put them, they stick, put a stick mic in my hand, and I've been doing interviews for. A very long time so I'm not nervous about the interview but uh, I'm nervous that like there's we have three cameras in that position three cameras are gonna watch me mm-hmm. live back in the truck and everybody's gonna go that guy's an idiot <laughs> why do we let him do this he's horrible at this <laughs> so I'm Pam full-on panicking not again not because of Angelina Jolie or Brad Pitt but my co-workers are gonna know the the jig is up and I'm kind of a dummy and I don't know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> That's why I think you can do this job though, is that you don't maybe. give a shit about what the celebs yeah, are thinking no, about I'm you. With my <laughs> so I get down there and I look through, um, I look through Ryan's card book. Cause we, you know, we have questions written for him um, that he can branch off of. Yeah. So I look to see like, okay, what were the things that we wanted from them? You know, there's some stuff that was like, kind of key to it being live like we would show them pictures or whatever but so i couldn't do any of that so my real thing was just like man ask a lot of questions about the kids because that's what we'll wind up using any news the next day like you know maybe the dress like what are you wearing you know but like how excited are you to be here like no we're not gonna air that no um so it was really all about the kids and watching the kids watching you get ready do they you know, do they care about this? Do they want to know where you're going? That's so smart and of I you as a producer. Kind of like relentless about it. But I also, you know, when you're on camera, you um, you hold the mic to your face when you're asking a question, and then you hold it to the celebrity's face <laughs> when they're answering. And as a field producer, I would never hold the mic to my face. I, just want, I don't care what I'm saying. And sometimes I'll ask questions that are not misleading, but incorrect if i I want this i want the sound bite yes i want them to say a specific thing so what is the question that will make them say that thing um so i'm just i stick my arm out and fire away first angelina and then brad they do it separately angelina first and then i think brad and maybe brad's parents um and then they wound up using the whole angelina jolie interview as a chunk in the post show yeah and 
I'm in the thing. I'm like you're I'm like in interviewing the, them. Yeah, they're like they cut me into it. <laughs> I think that might have been Jay's doing. Aww. And uh, Jay is, by the way, we've had his wife Mimi yes, James yeah, yeah. on as a yes. guest a few episodes ago. So I did that, and that aired, and it was and it was ridiculous. It was, and then. A couple months later, I had just come back from the Olympics, and we'd had a correspondent, a guy correspondent, who I was not going to be with us any longer. And had some, my my executive producer at the time called me into her office, and she goes, "So we're looking for a new guy, and you're on castings list. Is this something that you would be interested in? <laughs> Do you want to try this? Have you ever thought about this?" And at the time, I hadn't really, like, I had maybe flirted with the idea at one point, but then realized that, like, a job as a producer is a much more stable job. Than um, on-air talent. Than, yes, than being on-air. So I was like, you know, n- not not ever seriously, like, uh, but, uh, you know, does it pay better? She was like, yes. I was like, okay, then yes, I'll do it. <laughs> yes, as yes, yes. As long as if I'm bad at it, as long as I can still go back to doing my other thing, then then that's fine. Like, I don't really want to get fired if I'm not any good at this. <laughs> well, so, did she assure you you'd yes, still have a job? She was like, I promise we won't fire you if you're not good <laughs> at this. So, yeah, that was it. I At that time, I'd been covering Dancing with the Stars for um, years twice a week so they're like great we'll start you at dancing with the stars that's an uh, environment that you're comfortable in <laughs> go do that and you uh, don't really scream dancing with the stars no no i do not <laughs> um but uh yeah so i did it and and then that was that was it and you're I've um been doing it ever since you're like the real life knocked up character yes <laughs> yeah actually on the show the other night it's we the 10 year uh, anniversary it was the 10 year anniversary and i was at that i was producing ryan at that set we did what's called a set visit when you go you know to do one of those like you know behind the scenes interviews at a movie set yeah so we did uh we did a set visit for knocked up i went into the office on it because they shot it in our old office i went in on saturday i produced ryan and there was a moment where he was describing the plot of the movie, like, so you're him, and points to me. He goes, and then you're me, referring to himself. And we aired that in the show, and I was like, oh, my God, I, f- I <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> this is so surreal. The most life-imitating art experience I've ever yeah, heard exactly. of. <laughs> you're you're Catherine Heigl. Mm. <laughs> it's cool. It's fine. I'm exactly like Catherine Heigl. <laughs> but nice. Oh. She's always been very nice to me. But I've, <laughs> I was obsessed with her when she was in the movie My Father the Hero. Yeah. Oh, such a good movie. I wanted to be her. Yeah. That was a thing. Um, I want to get to you as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like what you were. I know what you were like. Yeah growing up in Jersey. <laughs> but like you never had like huge aspirations to be like on air no, like no. host. I, no, I never knew what I wanted to do. I had no clue. Um yeah, I really just You played sports. Floated through life. Yeah, I played I played ice hockey as a kid, but I never thought about being like a professional ice hockey player. Um Yeah, I really had no idea. I mean, I was always fascinated with with movies and TV and um, like any kid growing up in the eighties and nineties video games. But I never really thought about that as like a viable career. Yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why when I moved out to LA and I got a job as 
in working in TV that it was so revelatory because where I'm from, nobody did stuff like that. Nobody worked in TV. Everybody was a lawyer, investment banker, stockbroker, doctor. Um, so I just assumed at some point I'll do something like that. I think you just like marched to the beat of your own drum kind of like, I guess you were yeah. like, I'm not happy at this law firm. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, honestly, like I think my, I probably, because I'm adaptable, I probably could have stayed there forever and done that. But to be, to my dad's credit, he was kind of like, you know, you're not happy. You know, you don't like this. Like you gotta basically threw me out of the house. <laughs> basically it was like, you, you gotta go. <laughs> I think this would be good. So go talk to Jay and see if this is something that you want to do. Your dad is always really good at that. He was everyone's like biggest motivator. Exactly. And he could see like what your passion was or like when you weren't happy. Yes, exactly. No, Um, I remember he called. We I used to do a series called Drunk Sports Mm -hmm. and Victory Optical was one of our sponsors, Uh which is if you guys watch E-News, Will is always wearing their eyeglass frames. family eyewear line that my sister does now yes christina hi christina you better be listening to this half pint that's what i call her um (laughs) but your dad called me and was like i really believe in this like i think there's something there and it got to the point where we had producers that were going to produce a show and it kind of just fell apart but still like he was passionate about it every project i had he was so passionate and he was always so passionate about you yes everything posting on facebook it was amazing no i loved it so you moved out to la Mm -hmm. your parents were like get out (laughs) yeah so i packed up my jetta your jetta we love jettas in the marfuji family that i owned (laughs) um i and i yeah i drove away and drove out here yeah and started over again and i was fortunate i knew a couple people i had some college friends that let me stay with them that were living out here at the time um can you tell the meatballs? So Will has some very successful best friends oh. <laughs> that he's lived with. Yeah. Well, now, yes. Um, yeah. Uh, Were so they with you when you first moved here? No, 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 okay. no, no. Um, it's through another college friend of mine, my buddy Pat, who answered a Craigslist ad for a roommate that I wound up knowing a lot of my friends that I know now. Uh, That's so cool. So, yeah. My so at some points I moved from a studio apartment into this house in Silver Lake, and my buddy Pat was living with a guy named Greg Irwin, who's now the drummer of Saint Motel, who was just playing Governor's Ball <laughs> in New York this past weekend. No big deal. And another buddy of ours, um, who had lived in the house, uh, is um, his name is John Quinn, who's one of the sweetest human beings alive, who. It was like is a game show producer and was a executive producer on Deal or No Deal and like done a lot of uh, that kind of stuff and now he's working on a bunch of game shows. Um, our buddy PJ Byrne, who had also lived in that house, <laughs> is an actor. Um, Where's this house? Can I move there? It's, it's, <laughs> you might be able to now. I think the landlord have, at some point just got sick of us, raised <laughs> the rent to a point where we couldn't pay it, so we had to move out. But uh, yeah, it's in Silver Lake. It's a great house. <laughs> <laughs> if you like, uh, if you don't mind having rats in it every now and then. <laughs> I'm sure McKenna loved that when you first oh, started dating. <laughs> yeah, it was miserable. 
So you actually, you were working on Dancing with the Stars when you met McKenna. Yeah, well, not on the show, but I was covering You it. were covering the yeah, show. Yeah, News. So and that's how you guys met. McKenna was a publicist met. on the show. My wife was a publicist on the show. And she, um, yeah, we would sit backstage and uh, just trade snarky comments before going out and doing interviews. And then at the season finale of one of the episode of one of the seasons, we were doing interviews and she just marched over to me, put her phone number in my hand and said, call me if you want to hang out. And then I called her like seven months later. Oh, my God. <laughs> Eight months later, something like that. Why did you wait so long? There was there are many reasons why, but uh, <laughs> needless to say, it worked out to my benefit. Oh, yes, it, <laughs> it definitely did. Good. Yeah, you, you it all worked out in the end. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, at that time, I was, like, traveling a lot, you know, and um, this was in 2008. The uh, I was traveling a lot. I was work for work, and I just didn't think that that would be a good way to, like, start a relationship. I had met a lot of girls in the meantime prior to, to McKenna who, like, for my job, you're, you know, if you go on a date and then you're gone for, like, a week and a half and you're, like, I, you know, a lot of people are not cool with that. Or, no. um you know, Friday night having to go to the Playboy Mansion for work. And what are you doing Friday night? I'm going to the Playboy Mansion for work. <laughs> and it's like, really? Like, well, yeah, it's for work. It's my, it's my job. I don't um, want, well, it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I, these people don't want anything to do with me. Trust me, I'd rather be with you. But <laughs> yeah, that doesn't fly so well. It is really hard dating and being in your industry out yeah. here. And I think that's why you and McKenna work well. Yes. Yeah. The person I'm dating under because i have a crazy schedule yeah and so does he and he's a producer mm-hmm. and i don't think it would work if like he and i didn't understand yeah exactly you, you know need somebody who kind of who gets it who yeah gets, you know what um what the life is like but also um but also you and your commitment to each other and that stuff is important if you go into something and you feel like you know if you feel like your partner's less committed to you than you are to them, mm-hmm. then you kind of feel less committed to them. And it's just like, it's not a great way to be in a relationship. No. I think you guys really took your time, though, with like getting to know each other and Yo, courting. Uh, yeah. Well, we, um, how many years did we date for before we got <laughs> married? We dated for like seven years or something. You like guys that. were young when you met, though. I was not that young. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I was 28, 27 20. or 28. That's young for a guy in L.A. But, I mean, to be honest, you know, that might be that might be an accurate statement because I definitely had growing up that I had to do. And it wasn't like sowing my oats. But it was like, you know, coming from a place where I was thinking, oh, probably won't ever be married and I probably won't ever have kids, nor do I really have any interest in any of this stuff. Yeah. Meeting McKenna and not necessarily knowing immediately like, Oh, my mind has changed, but having it grow into a love where I don't want, I don't want to lose her. And if the thing that I need to do is move in together or get married or whatever it is, then, then that's what I'm going to, then that's what I need to do. Mm -hmm. And over the process, you know, I will give my wife credit in that she has dragged me into the majority of good things aside from my, you know, work career. All my personal life stuff is her. It's to it's to her benefit, her, her uh, credit, having dragged me into this stuff, 
I'm like, no, now this is it. This is great. Yeah. I didn't think that I want to get married, but being married is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Do you hear that, guys? I wanted to live with my with a woman again. I had lived with somebody when I first moved out here, Mm -hmm. but it's great. And we're sitting in their beautiful house. Yeah. In a very trendy area of L.A. You know, and then at some point it was like, I don't know how I feel about kids. And I'm sure, you know, when when we have kids, I'll probably be really into it I i'll will be into be it really into it i shouldn't say probably <laughs> dad goals okay <laughs> it'll be great i remember we were so. worried about you getting zika when you were going to oh, the olympics yeah. yes. because we didn't know if kids were coming or not yeah 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 no that was she was also very concerned about that yeah as was i <laughs> um so it was a lot of like a borderline danger dangerous amount of what is it what is the bug spread d I don't know the name of it. Yeah, it's like (laughs) a lot of like bug spray with the, you know, with not like natural bug spray, not like method or any of this like Jessica Alba (laughs) bullshit. This was like not honest chemical, like spray the chemical on my face, (laughs) spray it on my skin, rub it in my hair, make sure I don't get one single mosquito bite. And we're Zika free. And I'm Zika free. Fuck yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I I might, we all might have really just smelled like horrible <laughs> chemicals while we were there but but you're all in it together it's oh, fine yeah. we go outside every day like outside of the hotel and like really just douse ourselves in like deep woods off oh. and the locals that were like the drivers are like working at the hotel would just look at us like what oh. are you guys doing <laughs> they'd be like it's not that big a deal we're like no it's a big deal <laughs> that's scary though Maybe getting the Zika virus. Yes. Actually, not to get like kind of like dark or whatever, but I wanted to know like they're doing the Manchester concert tonight. Yeah. Um, Have you and that's a scary event. Yeah. You know, especially after. So it's Sunday and Mm -hmm. last night there was stabbings on the London London Bridge. Like, have you ever been really scared to cover something or felt like you were possibly in danger? I don't think so. Yeah. But that might just be my general outlook on life. Like th- when we were going, in, when we were going to Russia for the Olympics, I want—I may get the history wrong on this, but mm-hmm. we had to have security briefings where, you know, we we're informed about—I believe it was Chechnyan terrorists or something like that—and um, and there were some, like there were there were definitely heavy security measures that were had to be taken. Um, not only in terms of like our phones and our laptops and stuff like that, but like not going out into the city alone and yeah, and whatever. Um, but in general, no, I don't. Ev- I don't ever feel like I'm in danger. I mean, uh, we're in danger walking down the street at this yeah, point. It doesn't. You no, know, I mean that. Right, that is partially it. Like, <laughs> you know, at some point, I used to get kind of freaked out on planes, and I just thought, you know what? Like, what am I going to do? Like, what is this panic going to get me? Nothing. Nothing. Like, if this, you know, if this plane goes down, if this car drives into me, if I get, you know, if I get hit by a bus while I'm crossing the street, that was it my just time. Happens. <laughs> That's my time. Knock like, on I can't, <laughs> Yeah, I can't really do anything about that. At your at Will's wedding, which, by the way was at this beautiful place called the Fig House. It looked like something out of like a Lumineers and Mumford and Sons <laughs> uh, music <laughs> video. It was nice. Him was and McKenna. Nice. I have a feeling it was probably more McKenna. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. I had very little to do with that. <laughs> it was like the Mumford and Sons music video with like an Italian table. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it was amazing. And you guys had what was the? It was the taco thing at the end. The nachos. The gutter nachos. The gutter nachos. That was, the, uh, that was room forty. The caterer. They do an incredible job. But yeah, they had this dish called gutter nachos. <laughs> we were like, hell yeah, we're getting that. Of yeah. course, we're getting that. Yeah, it's a rain gutter stuffed with nachos. It was amazing. I, I believe it was clean. I missed the gutter nachos, though, because yeah. my brother pulled me outside because I was leaving for oh, yeah, my... because you were going overseas. I was going overseas yeah. for a comedy tour at like 5 a.m. Yeah. that next morning, and he pulled me outside and was like, don't go to Egypt. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, we're at a wedding. <laughs> Calm down. We're crying. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to Egypt. <laughs> Yeah. And it's just I had to have that same outlook on things where it's yeah. like if something's going to happen, it's going to happen here. It's going to happen there. Like it's just it is what it is, yes. you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you have to be That's not to say that, like, you shouldn't be cautious. No, you have to be cautious. <laughs> don't go wandering around you Egypt by smart. yourself. You keep your head on a swivel. You got to do the stuff that you would do to keep yourself safe. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you know, living your life in fear and worry is going to lead to you ultimately leaving li- leaving leading a very uninteresting and very unfulfilling life and almost right? pulling it into your life because you're putting that energy out there yeah yeah maybe <laughs> yeah maybe i feel like that's why you and i escaped to la is because we we live a life like that where we have that outlook where it's like well fuck it we'll yeah. just see what happens let's see what happens yeah <laughs> maybe it'll be great maybe it'll be an abysmal disaster i know I maybe know. we're not, i don't know <laughs> let's, let's let's give it a shot i at love least, it at least it'll be a story <laughs> Um, I have a bunch of questions from people. Yeah, fire away. Uh, let's see. Have you ever been starstruck, and who do you want to interview that you haven't talked to yet? Have I ever been starstruck? At the beginning of doing this, yeah, I would say I, I probably, not starstruck to the point where I couldn't get a sentence out. But, yeah. Um, but it definitely happened the first couple times. I get starstruck. I don't get starstruck at work. I get starstruck when I see celebrities out in real life. Yes. Like it's more I, fun. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> it's like seeing an animal in the wild. Yeah. Like at work, it's like kind of at the zoo. You're like, oh, well, I'm behind the glass. Like nothing's gonna happen. It's gonna be that interesting. <laughs> but out in the real world, it's like you know, if I see God, who have I seen in like in real life? Do they like? Like I saw Patton Oswalt h- hiking once. Oh, and love him. I was like. I was like, oh, my God, that's Pat Oswald. And I, like, had a minor, as I, like, walked past him, I had, like, a minor, uh, not panic attack, but I definitely freaked out a little bit. I'm not going to say anything, but. Um, Have you interviewed him? Yeah, one time <laughs> when he was on King of Queens. Like, they were doing their whatever. They had some, like, hundredth episode, or I don't even remember if that's what it was, but it was a very long time ago. Um, but he wouldn't remember okay. me from, like, from that from a one from a decade ago for two minutes i think he'd remember wilmar fuji 35 people why thank you i don't think (laughs) you're right though but uh but yeah i don't get you know one i will say that like talking to like angelina jolie was a little bit of a surreal experience just because she looks one way on camera and another way in real life like her features are almost more exaggerated in real life where it was like am I looking at a real person right now or am I looking at a cartoon? Like right. I'm having a hard time figuring out what's what I'm looking at. It's oh, um, kind of creepy, actually. It could be. I mean, I, it's not I didn't intend it to be creepy, <laughs> but uh, 
But yeah, sometimes there's somebody who's like so handsome or so beautiful that you're like, um, I'm uncomfortable. But like too pretty to handle. Yeah. Yes. Um, but that's pretty much it. And then who do I want to interview? You know, at this point, I don't really have like a real desire to sit across from somebody for four minutes and talk to them. <laughs> so um, thank you for doing this podcast. Well, no, 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 <laughs> not that. But like, that won't bring me much joy. Like doing a standard junket interview, yeah, in a studio setups. Like, no, nah, I'm not really gonna be like, oh my god, I crossed one off my list. But w- one thing that I am interested in is doing, um, is having experiences with some of these people. Like, I a couple weeks ago got to. Um, drive around the streets of LA with Danica Patrick and I'm not a huge like I'm not a a NASCAR fan I don't really know anything about I had to learn a little bit about it for the interview but just by virtue of the fact that I got to like hang out with her for like 20 or 25 minutes while we drove around and just kind of bullshitted a little bit like that was a really great experience like at this point I want to collect I want to collect little life experiences like that. Will's, um, I think E really thinks you like to work out. Will has done hot yoga with uh, Charlotte, Charlotte McKinney. McKinney. Yeah, that was really fun. On camera. <laughs> yeah, that was a rough day. <laughs> um, you have d- boxing with, was it Alessandra Ambrosio or? We were doing, oh, in uh, Adriana Lima. Adriana Lima. We were doing capoeira. Oh, that other swamp creature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another rough day. Um, Ziplining yeah. with Hannah to Davis. Yup, yup. <laughs> She's so hot. She's so hot pregnant. Yeah. That's annoying. Yeah, that one was, yeah, that was another weird day. Do you become just like numb to all these like supermodels? Yeah, it makes me feel like a, like some sort of like troll. Or, like, <laughs> I'm like you, like I'm, a, yes, I'm a married man. I'm in, you know, I'm, uh, McKenna's I was stunning. dating, I, I was dating McKenna at the time. But it was like, even if I were, if I were a single dude, you would still want nothing to do. With <laughs> exactly. like, this would still just be a, like a wasted, a wasted 10 minutes for these people. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I know I try not to. Uh, I try not to let somebody's physical beauty throw me off. No. Um, I want to, you know, still engage them as as people. Sometimes, look, I've certainly interviewed some very beautiful people that I've been like, hey, you've got nothing going on in between the years, do you? You've got. Oh, yeah. You've got. N- <laughs> well, that was. Some, oh, this is something I wanted to know. Can you tell if people are like high or like on something or. I'm not great at that. No, okay. Just me personally, I'm not great <laughs> at it because, you know, I am willing to give people the benefit of the doubt of, like, even if you are in movies or you're on TV or you're in music or whatever, you might not be great at one or one-on-one personal interactions. Yeah. So if somebody's, like, a little a little squirrely or a little, you know. Seems off. Maybe yeah, it's seems just. seems off. I, um, I, tr- I want to say that, like, oh, well, they're just having a weird reaction to this environment because a red carpet is a weird is a weird environment like a movie junk it's a weird environment um and i don't have a great sense of smell so i couldn't tell if somebody like if their breath if they like reeked of tequila i would have no idea so (laughs) did you see the interview recently with um ellen degeneres and jessica simpson yes yeah (laughs) i mean maybe i don't know you know some. i mean sometimes let's say what jay simps yeah. She either, I mean, maybe she just was nervous. 
Yeah, that could be. She <laughs> could be entirely true. That could be entirely true. Or maybe but she's just in, like whatever it is. <laughs> it's endearing and it's worked for her. It has. Well, that's you know? the thing. They basically were like anyone can be a billionaire and own a huge empire. You and think so? But <laughs> we're not all billionaires. No, we're not. You she's know? doing something right. She is doing something right. <laughs> I mean, this coming from the chicken of the sea girl, like, you know, they're not actually, there's not actually chickens in the sea, right? <laughs> um, she's a billionaire. And if she wants to, you know, have a couple cocktails before going on Ellen, yeah, go for it. Go have fun, Jay Simps. Yeah. Totally. Um, here's a question. Oh, this is something I wanted to know uh, because I'm a comedian and Amy Schumer is a comedian who seems yeah. to love you. <laughs> There's something about you that brings out <laughs> um Amy has asked Will to sit on her face. Um uh, <laughs> Yeah. Was that a career highlight for you? That it wasn't a low point. I mean it was <laughs> it was gosh, that whole interview, she was like she and then she yeah, she said, Yes, you have an open invitation to sit on my face. <laughs> Anyone from me has an open invitation to sit on my face. Oh, I didn't see that part. Um but yeah, I like I like talking to her. I like talking to comedians. I mean, you know, you you would know as well as anybody else. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, somebody who's funny on stage might not be that funny or might not be that fun to be around in real life. Yeah. Some people, it's it's a job. It's their job. But Amy is somebody who, you know, when you're across from her in that environment, like, wants to make a moment and knows how to do it. She so brings it. She brings it. Yeah. Does yeah. that make it easier that. for you? I think so. Yeah. It certainly makes it it certainly makes makes it easier for us as a entertainment news entity to like put something like that on. You don't have to try so hard. If she tells me that she wants me to sit on her face, like that's something we're gonna use You're on like, the yes. show. <laughs> instead of you know, instead of just being like, Oh, I'm super happy to be at this GQ man of the year party. No one cares. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's the nature of the business. Exactly. No, that's how it is. Um I do have a question. We have cousins that <laughs> wrote in, uh, Riley and Charlie oh. Hand. Yeah. Yes. Um, they want to know who is your most favorite celebrity to talk to. And Riley wants you to tell Ariana Grande she says hi. Oh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've done a fair amount of making fun of Ariana Grande over the last year. I know. So I make fun of her, too. I feel I'm bad. I'm not sure that I would get that opportunity. <laughs> but um, that said, who is my favorite celebrity to talk favorite. to? Yeah. These days, I want to say, and maybe it's just because it's one of the ones that's the most recent, but um, Chris Pratt. Is another is another one of those guys who um, is just game, just down for whatever, and is present in the moment and responds to whatever you're gonna ask. Like there's definitely sometimes like sometimes interviewing celebrities can be a little bit like interviewing a politician when they're trying to pivot. Oh yeah, you know, where it's like I'm not gonna ans answer the question that you've asked me. I'm gonna answer whatever I wanna answer. Um, but he is somebody who, you know listens to your question and then fires back with with a good with a good answer he just did a segment on chelsea handler's mm -hmm. show him and the director of um guardians of the galaxy yes yeah, yeah, yeah. and they were so funny yeah no they they're like up to play yeah. <laughs> they just basically like shit on chelsea <laughs> the whole time <laughs> which is 
golden because <laughs> she shits on people. So it was just funny to like see the flip of that. Yeah. You know, do you ever get asked to do like sketches or anything? No, no, <laughs> no, we did. No, not at all. No. Um, if if maybe if it's in the office, if it's like for our one of our shows or one of our like the rundown on Snapchat or something like that. But um, I love your Snapchat stuff. But that's it. Nothing like outside of the office. No, no. I love. Um, so Will is one of the hosts of E! News Live on Live for Me. Live for Me. And he, um, you have great banter with Melanie and Ken. Yeah, thank you. I feel like you can like shoot down stuff. It's totally fine. McKenna's coming in, guys. Coming so we're going to have an audience now. I didn't notice. <laughs> we were she supposed to be paying attention to our iPhones. Hi, McKenna. <laughs> Hi. Um, and you are great with Ken. I feel like a lot of people can't really like... <laughs> You kind of made Ken funny. Yeah, you got to uh, you got to be able to to manage personalities. I mean, that is we were talking earlier about um, about, you know, like bad reviews or bad tweets or messages or whatever. And I've definitely gotten messages from people on Facebook that tell me that I I'm condescending and that I think I'm better than everybody (laughs) by telling them that they should say something or asking them questions in these show uh in within the context of these shows and i like i'm the host if i'm the host of the show i'm the traffic cop i gotta like you know you gotta delegate not stuff. talking to talk and if somebody's monopolizing the time i gotta shut them up like even <laughs> if they're my friends exactly <laughs> we were talking about bad review i got guys meatballs i got my first bad review how dare you <laughs> how dare you people Oh, thank She's you. Working her ass off. She's got notes. There's things highlighted, <laughs> highlit, highlighted, highlighted. <laughs> I want to read Four them. Or five pages of documents. Here. <laughs> I feel like we should get together at one point and read like mean people tweets of our. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to unblock a lot of people. I have blocked a lot of people. I, oh, that means you made it though, right? I need to I like when I get you just to that. Said something less than 100% flattering of Britney Spears. <laughs> Can you tell the meatballs about your Britney Spears? Yeah, so I don't remember what I don't remember what it was, what award show it was, but she had lip synced something, and I was on set and talk like kind of recapping. It was like Britney lip synced, but at this point, like we all know she's gonna do that. Who cares? She looked great. She had a looked like she had a really great time, and it got clipped off and tweeted from the E News handle. And uh, I got dragged on Twitter by Britney fans for three days. <laughs> people who are like, I, I was supporting you until you decided to bring other people down. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I stated the fact. Is she not lip syncing? She is. We all know. I'm all the know. biggest Britney fan out there. And we know. Yeah. Brit- we want Britney to dance. So she has to lip sync. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe it was because I compared her to Pink, who was like getting whipped around. <laughs> The stage is like she's singing, but Britney's not. It's fine. I don't care that she's not. It doesn't matter. But yeah, so I immediately was just like, I was trying to respond to people, and then after thirty minutes, I was like, "Fuck this! I'm just blocking anybody that anybody that ats me is getting blocked." That's it. Yeah, I don't have time in my life. Done (laughs) for that. I got one review. It was like, "You're the worst." (laughs) 
okay. Thank God I have an inflated self-confidence. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> or one other one was, like, stop naming celebrities, like, by their first name. Like, you know them. They don't know who you are. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not Sorry, saying I'm. supposed to say Mr. and Mrs. <laughs> and the full middle. I'm joking first, around. Middle, last name. Yeah. I like to nickname wow. people meatballs. Anyway, I love you guys for reviewing me nicely. Thank you. Keep reviewing and rating five stars so we can keep this going. Yeah. I love doing this podcast. You guys are the best. Anyway, um, <laughs> there was a few more things I wanted to ask you about. Oh, sure. do you pick out your clothes? No. No. You have the e-style closet. We have a, we have a stylist who um, who helps. And uh, we'll go through the process of like trying stuff on to see if it looks good or doesn't look good. And I can veto anything that I don't feel comfortable in. Okay. Um, but then past that, I just kind of leave it up to the stylist my dad um watches you all the time oh great yeah did you know phil marfuji is a big fan i didn't yes no he always watches you and he called me this week not to only talk about your wardrobe (laughs) um (laughs) he wanted to know about you too right i'm sure he did i mean probably or probably like do you need money again he wasn't like where did you get that shirt (laughs) okay bye He wanted me to tell you, I guess last week there was one segment you wore a black sweater that he's obsessed with. Uh-huh. Um, he wants to know what it is. Uh, maybe we can find it. I'll find it. We'll I'll find, find it. it he said you looked sharp. He loved it. And then I guess a day or two later you wore a gray sweater that was, you know, kind of looser and he maybe. just wasn't a he fan wasn't of it. it. He wasn't into it. Oh, man. Well, I'll try to find out what the black sweater was. <laughs> He's I a would stylist. Say probably something from like H and M. Probably. Yeah. I used to always be. See, I feel like our dads are very. They were very critical about wardrobes. Oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> like more critical than anyone in our family. Yeah. Oh my god. My dad would call me and be like, to literally just say, "What are they putting you in? What are those clothes?" <laughs> They'd be like, I don't know, Dad. It's not really up to me, 100%. He'd be like, you gotta, we gotta do something about this. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> I would get more anxiety going to a family party just about what your dad would say about my outfit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> if Uncle Billy approved. A, we come from a very judgmental family. Oh my god. <laughs> not so much your act. Well, a little bit your actions, but mostly your appearance. Mostly appearance. Yeah, you can get away appearance. with a lot of shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You had a good reason. <laughs> do, do you get to keep any of the clothes? No. 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 They are the property, property. They are the property of E. No. Fi- uh, follow, e- is it at E Style Closet on Instagram? I yes. feel like you guys have a new account. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I love that it. It's just for straight up style stuff. <laughs> I love that you guys have brought on Morgan Stort for certain like style segments. Oh, yeah. Morgan's great. I'm obsessed with I boobs like and lubes. <laughs> oh, are you? Oh, my God. I, <laughs> I, I'm a creeper sometimes with Will where like if there's someone cool that he's like interviewing, I'll like screenshot it. And I remember, I think it was on your mom's birthday. Last year, you were snap. No, she snapchatted you and wrote like "Hi Sheila" or something with like <laughs> the blonde "Hi" emoji, and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like, oh I was my god. so yeah, excited. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of hers. I like her a lot. I, think I she's didn't know funny. what to think of her before. Uh, I mean, I'd interviewed her a small handful of times before um, when "Rich Kids at Beverly Hills" was on. Yeah, but. Um, but yeah, over the course of I don't know, like she came on to do a live for me that I was on and like immediately was like it was like I had known her for 
years. I love that. I feel like she's cool yeah. and like real, but like yeah. loaded and like, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's all good. She's still relatable. It's really special, guys. <laughs> um, I want to know what it was like being slimed at. Uh, <laughs> oh, at the, at the. Oh, God. Not everyone can say they've been slimed at the Kids' Choice By Awards. Nickelodeon? Yes. <laughs> oh, God. <It's> <laughs> <laughs> How did that even happen? Well, they were they were um, they do like a test day where they want to test out their various sliming mechanisms. So he sent me down there to get slimed and I was out on the floor and they shot slime at me and it like kind of missed. <laughs> so I was like, well, that's not that's not very good. That wasn't an gonna, event. Like, be great for this for this package. And um, so they're like, all right. So I stuck around and they basically just like took a fire hose and shot shot me in the face with slime and it's it was i felt like it was in my ear canal for three days <laughs> oh my God. i felt like i was underwater it's impossible to get off that's terrible um i had to throw those clothes out <laughs> do they pay the celebrities to get slime i don't know what they do but they're definitely it was at the galen center at usc and they have showers like you're, you're using like the team showers to get this shit off of you and it's just like i was scalding myself with hot water and soap just to try and like get it off my body that's so disgusting yeah it, t- it tastes like it's like a plasticky mucus oh no thank you but i mean again like you know one of those like life things where you're like what what is happening like why that's why i think your job is the best job ever and you're so good at it oh, is because you. you're Funny and relatable and cool and keep it together. Oh, yeah, thank you. But do all this cool shit. Yeah. Yeah, I've gotten to do some pretty cool shit. Yeah. That is definitely. I want to know um, where do you see yourself in five years? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I. It'll depend on a lot of things. Like, E is responsible for my career mm-hmm. and. I will stay there until they don't want me anymore. Um, if I mean, there there may come a point where I just feel like I'm too old a man to be talking about the Kardashians' lip kit. Well, no, because they'll <laughs> age at the same rate. But whoever's That's like, true. whoever's coming behind Selena Gomez. Oh you know, yeah. Like if I gotta talk about you know teenage relationships and I'm you know. <laughs> In my late 40s, I'm going to feel like I, I'm out of fucking place. But, um, <laughs> like, just creepy. Unless the money's really good. And then, then you'll I'll do it. <laughs> and then I'll find a way to do it. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. You know, before I wor- started working on Cameron, you know, any time that I have felt like my career at E! had run its course, uh-huh. um, there's been something really interesting that's happened. And whether it was producing, I thought, like, I've done everything. I've seen everything i'm good i'm good with entertainment news uh we our comcast was a uh, our parent company prior to um buying nbc universal we've merged with nbc universal and then the opportunity to do the olympics came and i did the olympics and i was like that's cool but i think okay i think i'm good now and then they were like do you want to work on camera and that was so and that's where we are and then it, you know from there it was um getting that and like wanting to that was sort of a new skill set so wanting to do well and exceed at that and then we kind of moved into like the digital space which is kind of like the wild west right now so that's fun and exciting 
So we'll see. I mean, if there's something in the next couple of years that is worth hanging around and if I'm done with entertainment news, then I feel like I've always said this. I feel like I would love to go produce game shows. <gasps> really? Yeah. Do you know I was on a game show recently? <laughs> what? You were? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what game show? Um, Did you win? I can't say. You can't say? <laughs> It's um. Hopefully, it'll be airing this summer. It's hosted by Donald Faison. It was really fun. It was cool because they paired me up with someone who's from the East Coast, uh -huh. but from Boston, and Donald's from New York and is oh a huge yeah. Giants fan. Oh, so we funny. talked the Giants, and then he was like, "You can't lose." <laughs> like it was like really funny and cool. It was yeah. a great experience. But that I have great. yeah, it was random, so yes. random. Um, but it actually helped me with my stand up, um, because. They were like, you're the Jersey girl. And yeah. it made me realize, like, oh, I need to talk more about where I'm from and, like, yeah. why I am the way I am, which is why this podcast happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, so much so came out of it. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, but I have a friend, Ben Glebe. He mm -hmm. has Idiot Test on the Game Show Network. Yeah, I have a tons yeah. of, ton of friends that work and write on the Game Show Network. Yeah. They're producing game shows. Like, everyone's into that now. Yeah. I think, you know one of the things you would learn doing entertainment news is that sometimes uh, celebrities aren't necessarily that interested in doing like an interview. They're just not that into it. Yeah. Um, they're not into doing a whole day of movie junkets and stuff. So uh, instead of talking to people who would really rather not be there sometimes on a game show, contestants are like really <laughs> into it and really want to be there. <laughs> and I think that that would be a, fun thing to do as i said my buddy john who used to produce deal or no deal and has executive produced many other shows since then um he would always talk about like forming a bond and a relationship with the contestants that he was producing and really getting to know them over the course of however many months or weeks it was finding them and getting them ready for the show yeah and i thought like god that sounds really fun that sounds like it would be a great job to like to pull people from a list and like find out what's interesting about them, find out what's what they're passionate about, which is kind of like interviewing. Yeah. But um, and then getting them amped and being their cheerleader when they're ready to go out on stage for a game show like that would be really, really fun. Anytime I've gone to the game show sets, everyone's always really happy and in a yeah. good mood. How could you not be? I know. I'm sure there's like normal stresses of yeah. production or whatever, but like on the whole, you're like you're making a game show. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it's got to be fun. It's got to come through. I love that. It's true. Um, uh, before I have you do your Lady Gaga read. Oh. <laughs> Did you know about this part I, of the yeah, show? I didn't realize <laughs> that it was on every part, on every one. Oh, you're going to get to do have. one. Just because, uh, yeah, because many of them ha have ended in this. Before you do the read, I have one more question, then we're going to go through a rapid-fire question round. Sure. Um, do you have any advice for the meatballs if they want to move to L.A. or, like, s getting into production or being behind the camera? Yeah. I mean, my advice is... To, uh, if you want to do it, do it. Yeah, you, ha you have to commit fully. And that might sound like banal advice, but like you can't stay wherever you're from and want to do it and wonder why it's not working out. Like you gotta go. You gotta move. You gotta move to New York. You gotta move to LA. You gotta get an internship with your local, you know, um, TV station. 
you know, learn as much as you can. You got to never say no to anything. You have to say yes to everything. It's hard. Um, you know, and then you can't ever feel like probably the, aside from going and moving somewhere, um, when you're starting out, you have to say yes to everything. Nothing is below you. If you're the bottom man on the totem pole, you're the bottom man on the totem pole. You're going to be the one getting coffee. You're going to be the one making photocopies. You're going to be the one doing the shit jobs. And you're going to have that shit job for a very long time. But it's character building. It's an important stepping stone. Nobody, you know, nobody gets to, like, get their first job in TV or entertainment and have it be, you know, and have them and have it be the job with the parking space out in front of the studio. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna You gotta work your way up. You gotta work your way up. I was an extra when I first moved here. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't fun. No. <laughs> but you do it. No. But nobody's ever gonna give you the nobody's ever gonna give you the big jobs if you can't do the small jobs better than everybody else. I really love that. That's the that's really the heart of it. If you can't handle making photocopies nobody's going to ask you to produce or shoot no yeah because you as a producer i find because i've produced certain things too you end up doing s- almost everything yeah. anyway yeah. <laughs> that you need to be able to have all those skills yeah. and you know when you're starting at the bottom you can't really have an ego no no and really you shouldn't have an ego at the top either. no <laughs> because you don't who was i listening to god i was listening to another podcast where maybe it was anthony bourdain where like you don't where you don't want people to refer to you as the talent because really that's just a euphemism for the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, the talent is here. <laughs> it's gross. You just want to be like one of the team. You know what I mean? I love that. Yeah. Will had um what was your quote? Wait. <laughs> Hold on. Your Friday quote. Where is it? Oh, <laughs> it's Friday. Let's get weird. i love that quote (laughs) i feel like you guys on set like have a good vibe and like i like the new set and like yeah it definitely seems like you guys actually like each other and it's chill yeah i would say we do (laughs) unless i'm the one that they don't like (laughs) i think we all like each other i mean we've been really lucky um this is probably the best group uh, overall group of people that have worked on the show probably since the early, my my early days of of working there when um when we had e news and also the daily 10 we had a yeah. we were really lucky to have a just a fantastic group of on air people but also the behind the scenes people too like those you know those producers those writers those PAs those editors like everybody really works hard on our show mm-hmm. and um and they're wonderful people and it's uh it's like a second or third family for me at this point you know we've all grown we've grown up together i've been there for 10 years over 10 years and we've seen a lot i've been to some of their weddings i've we've you know we we've seen co-workers have babies and uh you know major life events yeah <laughs> for sure you and the other for sure e-news you guys remind me of like the cast of friends if they were e-news reporters <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's like watching your show which is oh, that's good. awesome that was yeah. my favorite sitcom all right rapid fire round yeah um who gives the best style advice on your show um who gives the best style advice Jeez. probably well probably zuri 
Zuri. Well, at least, at least I would get the best ad- style advice from Zuri. Not to say that like everybody's not got an incredible sense of style. Cat's got a really great. Cat's sense my of favorite style. Wise. Um, Sibley's got such a unique sense of style. But Zuri, Zuri was in Rio with me, mm-hmm. so I didn't have us. We didn't have stylists in Rio, so it'd be like, Zuri, is this okay? Does this <laughs> look fine? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, I think it's a little weird. Okay, I'm gonna go <laughs> put something else on real quick. So <laughs> I would just have to give it to Zuri for that reason alone. Go Zuri. Uh, who would you want to have happy hour with out of everyone? Um, I mean, I've had happy hour with with all of them. But I think that we're better as we're better as a uh, as a a whole a group. Yeah, that's I mean that's kind of a cop out answer. <laughs> but, um, we want scoop. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's great. I love that. Um, men's rompers, yes or no? No. No. Well, no. <laughs> Jersey Shore or Malibu? Ooh, I'd say Jersey Shore. I like it. I have to. I mean, like the boardwalk. It's such a bizarre and like, I don't know. I like that it's, I haven't been in a long time. Um, to be honest, I don't even know how much of a boardwalk is still there after Sandy. But my memory of it growing up is that it's like a little run down. And I like that. It's a little I scrappy. Like that, I like that Asbury Park's like a little bit on the seedy side. <laughs> it's a little dangerous. Yeah. I'm <laughs> into that. Like I Malibu is just nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of like. California versus New Jersey. I like that, though. I think we're a little edgy. (laughs) It makes us a little tough. Um, (laughs) Sauce or gravy? Oh, God, I'm going to get slaughtered on this one, but I always called it sauce growing up. Me too. It's sauce. At some point, I don't remember when, but my dad was we were calling it sauce. At some point, he he changed to gravy. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) That's for turkeys. I don't understand. Oh, God, it's definitely sauce. Yeah. Uncle Billy. How many pairs of Victory optical glasses do you think you have? Oh, I don't know. 30? <laughs> I have a lot. I got a lot. Um, wait, can we pimp out Victory Optical, the website? Yeah. This is my sister's fault, but it's called, the website is victoryoc.com. <laughs> I don't know why she would do that. OC is Orange County. I know. <laughs> I was like, I don't know why you did that, Christina. She was like, what? Optical collection is too long. I was like, just call it Victory Optical. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Well, Victory OC makes it sound like it's from Orange County. It does. Not. It's not. It's, it's probably, it's from New Jersey, yeah. but it probably is in stores in Orange County. So. Yeah. Cool. Uh, go to VictoryOC.com if you like the glasses I wear, mm-hmm. Will wears. Yep. Who else wears those glasses? Um, I feel like they've been on famous people's yeah, faces. Yeah, they have. Off the top of my head. Oh, you know where you could see some of them? Uh, Ryan Murphy's show Feud. Ooh. Jessica Lang's character and her character's maid, I want to say. Had some of the lady styles turned into sunglasses Ooh. for that show because that was their like time period appropriate. It was a really good show. Yeah, I liked it. Um, Beverly Hills 90210 or Say by the Bell. Say by the Bell. Do you know they're doing a pop up? I can hear that <laughs> from the bedroom. Went what? <laughs> uh, she's very hardcore 90210. <laughs> Me too, McKenna. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to save by the bell. 90210 didn't really land with me. (sighs) 
Donna Martin graduates. Um, they're doing a Saved by the Bell pop-up restaurant. They're doing the Max in L.A. I heard about that. We this. need to go. Oh <laughs> it's probably so dumb. It's probably horrible. I know. <laughs> but it'll be good for Instagram. <laughs> That's true. Oh, God. It'll be, a ho- it'll be so annoying. <laughs> I can't, I'm not built for that stuff, man. I, uh, my wife's cousin is a chef by the name of Chloe Coscarelli, and she opened a um she joined up with 365 to create a restaurant called by chloe that's attached to the whole foods out here in um in silver lake and she's got a couple places or had a couple places that's a whole thing um in new york Mm -hmm. like fast casual vegan food and so i i was gone for the open i think maybe i was in rio so in september we went out there uh went to the whole foods the 365 out here to go to her little her restaurant and it was just filled with people taking photos of their food yeah. to a point where it was like, nobody's eating this. <laughs> They're all taking photos of it. And I was infuriated. I don't know why, but I was just like, what the fuck are you people doing? <laughs> just fucking eat it. There's like four tables in here. There's a ton of people standing. Eat your food and get the fuck out. <laughs> But no, you've all got like long lens cameras. You're taking this intricate pictures of food for for your fucking Instagram that nobody's going to see. I mean, don't drive. I am so. (laughs) (laughs) If you did stand up, this would be your act. I am so angry about about Instagram sometimes. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm I do it sometimes once every now and then. Yeah, that's we out here. We think like you have to do it. You're in this business. You know, I talked to my sister, and she's like, I'm barely ever on that. I'm like, <laughs> oh, see, you have a business. You're like, you're the you one that should, should be. be. Like, I don't know. I just don't really care. But uh, My brother but has yeah. no social media whatsoever. Yeah, I, I, God, if I weren't in this, if I weren't in doing what I do, I, I can't say that I would have. You would never see a selfie of me then. No. No. <laughs> Even in good lighting, Will. Even in good lighting. <laughs> Come on. I just feel like such an asshole. And I go to take a photo of myself. I'm like, take it. I'm so like, this is terrible. So dumb. Ugh. No, you shouldn't drive down Melrose right now. Uh, yeah, I'm fully aware. Uh, especially on a Sunday. Oh, my I'm goodness. No, it's just a bunch of 14-year-olds running around taking pictures of their food yeah. and in front of the pink wall. Yeah. Whatever. Um, Kardashians now or 10 years ago? Oh, man. I mean, I would have to be honest and say 10 years ago. I mean, when we first started working with them, they, I mean, not that they're not now, I, but I barely, I barely interact with them anymore, mm-hmm. but, um, they were such lovely people. I went to Monaco for the TV festival. Kim was our correspondent for the, for this TV festival. So I, I was, I hung out with it. Like we, they bought me lunch. We had, we had lunch together, Kim and Chris. That's so cool. around. There's like photos of me looking like a fucking animal at Haagen-Dazs behind <laughs> her, like <laughs> pale and unshaven, shoving ice cream in my face while she looks so glamorous, like walking 15 feet in front of me. Um, <laughs> no one mistaken you for her boyfriend? Nobody <laughs> did. So weird. But yeah, they were really, I mean, the first time I met Chris, they were in their old house, like the show I think had maybe just come on they were doing some sort of thanksgiving spread for one of the tabloid weeklies and um we were talking about thanksgiving she's like what are you doing for thanksgiving you're not from here do you have thanksgiving plans do you need to come over i was like no i'm okay thank thank you but like i feel like it was a genuine invitation i wasn't on camera like i don't know why she wouldn't yeah but uh but yeah like they were always 
you know, obviously, as I said, my time with uh, with Caitlin or Bruce was always really wonderful. Yeah, ten I years ago, they were nice to you. Ten years yeah. ago, cool. Not that they wouldn't. No, be nice no, I'm sure they, <laughs> I didn't mean I'm that. Sure they would. Be. I'm sure they I would love to see you now. Yeah, they're got, busy. They are. They are very busy. They're very. Oh, Kanye. <laughs> This was something I wanted to bring up in the Just Enough segment. Apparently, he's in talks with Calabasas High School because that's uh-huh. where his kids are going to go yeah. to change the name of their mascot. To what? I think to wolves. What was it before? I Wait, I screenshotted it. Hold on. It was, let's see. I screenshotted all these things. Um, if they've got some kind of like lame, like my high school mascot was the green wave which makes no sense that makes so absolutely if no Kanye sense came to my high school and was like yo we want to change your mascot from the green wave to wolves we'd be like hell yeah we're yeah all about it done no this yeah. one's dumb it's the coyotes <laughs> he wants to change it to wolves i feel like that's it's like six of one half dozen of the other exactly Although, like a wolf is a much more aggressive animal coyotes are more like scavengers they can't catch road runners Wolves, I feel like, are <laughs> good. I, I'm, I guess I'm all right with yeah, that. I'm okay with it. I don't know if it. I necessarily believe that. I know. No, uh, it's a part of a deal. He's doing a big donation. And the name Wolves is after some track he recorded yeah. with Sia. Is it Sia or Sia? Sia. Sia. Yeah. And Frank Ocean. That's cool. Yeah. And one last question, and then we'll get to your Lady Gaga read. Uh, Lady Gaga or Britney Spears? I got to go Lady Gaga. Yeah. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. I'm not going to lie. I'm Britney, like 2001 Britney. Yeah. Right now, Lady Gaga is like Queen B for me. Yeah. I yeah. appreciate it. She's doing real well. She's killing it. She'll be fine. She'll <laughs> Brittany's going to be fine. Okay. So um, I have everyone at the end of the podcast do a read of Lady Gaga lyrics or Lady Gaga, as I like to call her, uh-huh. because I think we're best friends because she retweeted me. Um, oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> that's why this is happening. She's do I future. Read the whole thing? Uh, you can pick a part. I want you to do your best interpretation. I feel like. You as a reporter breaking a Lady Gaga quote. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Unless you want to do it in like a jersey. No, I don't have a I don't have a jersey. Accent. I know neither I of don't us even do. Think I can do it. <laughs> so as you were like, oh, okay, I have to break this news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready? Here we go. Uh, <clears throat> make it real loud. Put your hands up. Make them touch. Touch. Applause, A-P-P-L-A-U-S-E. Make it real loud. Put your hands up. Make them touch, touch. I've overheard full lyrics on Google Play Music. (laughs) And that, do you know what song that was? Uh, Applause. Oh, my God. (laughs) It was right there in the title. (laughs) That was great. Thank you so much, Wilmar Fuji. That was a lot of fun. Yes, this was fun. You're awesome. It's it's weird answering questions for an hour and not asking you any questions. So I like it. uh, Well, when we're done with this, I'll ask you a bunch of questions (laughs) just so that the karma evens out. (laughs) Perfect. Well, thank you for being on. Meatballs, you can catch Will on live from e news mm-hmm. live for me is that yeah, it e news is live for me uh, monday through friday on facebook and e online sometimes youtube i think um what time are we on we're on 11 west coast time 11 12 1 2 uh two o'clock east coast time yes and then e news monday through friday and uh, sometimes on the weekend 7 and 11 we're a lot 
Yes. We're kind of all over the place. Thanks for being my my first Jersey guest. Yeah, you're welcome. I know. I hope I did the state proud. You did, especially in the rapid fire round. Yes. That good. was great. Thank you. Yes. And thank you for being the first Mark Fuji on this. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you're making the family proud. Um, I just want to thank you guys. <laughs> Uh, the only people that are going to listen to this <laughs> to the end are the people with the last name. Mar, Mar Fuji. Yeah, just maybe, I feel like we should list all of them and thank them <laughs> one by one. We'll send you guys texts. Um, I just want to thank Meatballs out there for rating, reviewing, and listening. I couldn't do this without you. You guys are the best. And I'll catch you on the flip side. I'm Jacqueline Mar Fuji, and that is What's Your Jersey. Bye, guys. Just put your paws up. Cause you were born this way, baby.